the message, obstacles in the way. Father, I thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit tonight. I thank you for your grace. Speak to us tonight and encourage our hearts. Pour your fire into our hearts to do what is right. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, I stopped talking about disappointment. Every one of us is going to face disappointment. You're expecting God to do something. Many times we have in our minds how we think He is going to do it or should do it. And when God doesn't move the way we expect Him to move, with regard to time and how He does it, we get discouraged. We get disappointed. God allows disappointment. But he doesn't allow disappointment to stop you from your dream. That's not his purpose. Disappointments will slow you down. Well, it's not God's time. God wants you to slow down. Many times we run ahead of God. And we're trying to get things done on our own. And God says, slow down. It's not to curse you to stop. Many times when we're expecting God to work in our lives and we're really praying, we're expecting something, some deliverance right away. We are totally not too sure what God's doing. We're wondering, I wonder what God's doing. Is He really answering my prayer? But where is God? I've been there. You're wondering where God is. You have no idea as to what He's doing. Why is he not moving? Is this, will God ever answer this prayer? Should I just give up? Well, if God has put a dream in your heart, don't give up. And I thank God because from time to time, he, if you're walking in his will, he will encourage you. I've had that in my spirit many times where God tells me, don't worry, son, I am with you. You're doing exactly what I called you to do. And that's very comforting for me when he tells me that. Even if I'm misunderstood, I know I'm doing exactly what he calls me to do. I have to leave everything in his hand and trust him. That's when he wants you to trust him. Because he's working behind the scene. The disappointments are not meant to derail you from your dream. Stay put. Don't give up. Stay with on God. He has not forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten your prayers. He is going to work. Amen. What you need to know, and please settle this in your heart. Please, tonight. We all deal with this type of things. And you're probably dealing with something right now. You're wondering what's going on. It seems like I can never make a headway. But remember this. The Bible tells us in Romans 8 verse 28. We know. Say that with me. And we know. We know that all things. How many things? 
we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. God has a purpose. No, whether it's negative or it's positive, or you're disappointing, you're misunderstood, whatever it is. Remember that all things work together for good. You have to know this. You have to allow this scripture to rest in your life. You know, the word of God. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is the word of God. When you go to the word of God, and this is the word of God, let the word of God rest in your heart. All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Not your purpose, his purpose. To those who are the called. Amen. Let me put it better. For, to those who are the called. He called you for a purpose, not your purpose. You didn't give birth to yourself. You didn't create yourself. You came to Christ because Jesus himself said, No one comes to me except my heavenly Father draws him. That was not you. You came because he drew you to himself. And he called you for a purpose. Stay put, allow his purpose to be fulfilled in your life. No matter how difficult things are with you right now, there is a purpose. It's for his kingdom and for your good. Amen. You know, I can see this scripture working so much. In my early days as a Christian, I remember when I was dealing with a whole lot of demonic forces against me. Oh, it confused me. In those days, I used to wonder, will I ever be free? I know you've never been there. It's so sad and dark. And I'm thinking in my head, what else can I do to be a Christian? I've done everything I've read. And yet, I'm having these forces against my life. Will I ever be free? Will I ever be like these other Christians? Happy? I'm happy if you see me in church. But you never know what I was going through inside. I was dying. But I was always there in church. Always there. I mean, read the scriptures. I prayed. I talked to God. My heart was very sincere before God. And in those days, I loved, because of everything that was going on, I loved to go out. To where, you know, they say, well, this, man, this person is a prophetess. I remember in uh, Georgia, there was this woman, elderly woman, you know, was a, a prophetess. Everybody was talking about her in the conference. Everybody went to her. And I thought, okay, I'll go to her. She's going to tell me what mean things I've been doing that's causing all this problem. And she opened her mouth and said, oh, your heart is so pure before God. And then said, huh? <laughs> you don't know what I'm going through. And she had all these glowing things to say. Most of it was true. <laughs> I said most of it. In the way I saw it. She said everything that was right. But the part that 
everything was fine wasn't fine for me. I thought that that's not true. Your heart is right. That was way she described me, except for what I was going through. And God was pleased with me and all of that. I didn't know that in the future, I will have to be in the place where I have to help a lot of people. And I've lived it. I know what they're going through. And so when I'm dealing with it, that compassion, everybody else can give up. I will never give up. I've been there. I know what they're going through. All things work together for good. Amen. All things work together for good. I got no fear anymore, but I can help those that are afraid. And they say, don't worry. It's going to be well. I've been there. All things work together for good. Sometimes, it gets worse before it gets better. How many have been there? (laughs) It gets worse before it gets better. And that usually confuses us. And you're thinking, I've done everything. How come it's going farther south? There's nothing more to do. Maybe God doesn't really care. Or most of the time, Satan wants to let you know there must be something in your life that's so wrong. And God loves the rest of them, but possibly not you. But that's not true. He's closer to you than when you were happy. Because Jesus said, when one sheep is out, he leaves the remaining 99 and he's going in search for that one. He's closer to you when things are going further south than you think. I can think about the life of Joseph. Sometimes we read scriptures, we just go through it without thinking. You're reading the story of a man just like you, with feeling. And we go through those chapters so fast. He went through those chapters with years. You go through it in a few minutes. He lived it. Sometimes 10 years in one condition that you just read in a few few verses. He had to go through it. Can you imagine somebody born into a home and you're the favorite and you knew it? The father's best in the home. And not only that, God was beginning to show to you that you are so great. This guy had a lot of dreams. And they were not just his dreams, they were coming from God directly. And I said, well, if it was God, how come things are going bad then? If it's from God, it doesn't mean things are not going to go south sometimes. And it could get worse before it gets better. These things were written for our example, so we know how God works. These, these things are showing us the way of the Lord, how God does these things. So it shouldn't be strange to us. So when you're going through it, don't worry about it. God's still close. He's going to help you. He's making you. He has you in the paths of righteousness for his name's 
sake. For his name's sake. He's doing it because of his name. His past dif- different from your past. What you think, what you think the, the path is to take. That's the way God does his things. Joseph, I mean, think about it. He sold as a slave. He couldn't talk to his brother, couldn't talk to his daddy anymore. We don't know the number of years. A young man. I don't know even if he was up to 20 at that point. In a strange land, a man to whom God had revealed such great revelation in dreams. Now things started getting a little better in the house of Potiphar. And you think, wow. But he was still a slave. He wasn't a free man. And then it got worse. He was not only a slave now. He was a slave falsely accused. He said, well, God, he was doing everything that was right. Yet he, was, he had nothing to do with what happened to him. And yet this thing happened. And he said, and obeying God, doing what was right, staying in God's will, not complaining, things got worse. These things are written for examples, not to discourage us. There was a, a slave in prison, and they put him in maximum security prison. That's exactly where they kept the uh, pharaohs. You know what it is? It's the king. If he has a, uh, a prisoner, <laughs> you don't want that prisoner to escape. The, pri- the king will take your life. So those guys knew where to keep you if you are the king's prisoner. And they kept Joseph with the king's prisoners. That was maximum security prison. But I like what the Bible says. God was with Joseph. That's all you need to know. God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. No matter what's going on in your life, he hasn't forsaken you. He is planning something. Just be patient. All things work together for good to those who love God, to, the, for, to those who are being called according to his purpose. Not your purpose, according to his purpose. Joseph understood it very clearly. Afterwards, he told his brothers, you meant it for evil. But it was all God's plan. And we think God did that just for Joseph. No, he's doing exactly the same in your life. He hasn't changed. He's doing exactly the same in your life. The disappointments are not meant to stop you. The disappointments are just to help you lift your head up. Because God will never forsake you. He will never forget you. He'll take care of you. No matter what you're going through tonight, I mean, we're talking about everything. Whether you sickness, it doesn't matter what it is. All God is saying, would you still trust me in this situation? And that's what Joseph did. He was still trusting God in his situation. I never, I've never read anywhere that Joseph complained to anybody. Some of them knew his story. They knew that you shouldn't be here, Joseph. What happened to you? I'm sure people will ask him, how can a cat like you be a slave? What happened? Probably tell the story, but not with bitterness. 
I think we should spend some time reading about this guy. He was an incredible person. Many times in my prayer, I call God the God of Joseph. Because I've never seen a man like that. He was an incredible human being. He has so much understanding of our God, it was incredible. Joseph was a prophet. He knew God was going to get them out of Egypt before he died. And he told them, get my body, my bones out of this place. He already knew. That guy was an incredible human being. But look at the path God used to bring him up. That's what he's going to do for you in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen, please? That's exactly what he is doing in your life. Even if it happened, that's bad. No, there is a purpose. Don't hang your head down because that's when you tie God's hands. It's the time when things are really difficult, when, you, when it doesn't make sense, when it seems like you don't know what God's doing. What are you doing, God? These things are getting worse. Don't utter a word of complaint. Give him thanks. The Bible says in everything, give thanks, right? Everything. Why? Why everything? Because the principle of God is all things work together for good. Therefore, give thanks, no matter what's going on, give thanks, because even if you don't understand it, God's doing something that you don't know behind the scenes. The day of the unveiling is ahead. And many times, it's the darkest before dawn. Many times. It's so dark, you're thinking, it's all over. I'm not going to be able to make it, it's over. It feels so dark. And that's when God shows up. That's when God shows up. But we need to rest. I like the guy Peter. You know about Peter? <laughs> you know how they took James, his friend, the brother of John, son of Zebedee, and they killed the fellow. And then the next thing, they got him. You know what I've been doing all that night? <laughs> the prayer would be really hard. Because <laughs> he knew he was going to die. You know what he did? He went to sleep. He went to sleep. He could care less. The believers were praying. Peter was sleeping. He took an angel to wake him up. That's how deep he was sleeping. <laughs> Rest in God. Amen. Just rest in God. Because he's going to take care of you. You know why I know this? Look at the world. How many people refuse to serve him? And here you are in his house tonight. Amen? Here you are sitting before him. And that's not your making. He chose you. That's why you could make time. Spiritual things don't come that easy. It comes from God himself. He chose you. If you have a heart for God, that's coming from him. There's something special about you before God. And God will not pick you that you're something special and just let you be ordinary. He is working. The difficulties are there to channel you to your path to greatness. 
God cannot be in your life and you'll not be great. Refuse it and reject it. And begin to speak the same words from his word. You're going to have difficulties. The more troubles you have, the better. (laughs) Well, let me get my Bible. I'm out of here. (laughs) Is that preaching? What did you say? I should have more trouble. I had a guy once. I was saying, God, I need, I need, I, I need to, I need, I need help. The guy said, Good luck. What you need is patience. I'm going to pray for you to have more trouble. He had his hands on my head. I had his hands on. <laughs> Get your hands on me. I don't need more trouble. I got enough. He says, But you said you need patience. I said, yeah, I need patience, but no troubles. Okay. But that's our God. He'll come through for you. Psalm 30, verse 4 and 5. It can be really dark. It's like, where am I going to get the money to pay the next bill? Just go to sleep, trust God. God can do anything. All things are possible with him. When you start being anxious and you're so worried, you're complaining, you have actually blocked his way. It can work. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, right? But with prayer and supplication, well, if you are going to be anxious, please don't pray. Be anxious for nothing. But pray. If you're going to worry, then handle the problems yourself. You don't need God. You can handle it. It tells us here, it says, Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His. How many saints do we have here? You don't have to be dead to be a saint. Amen. Paul says, Beloved of God, called to be saints. It says, sing praise to to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. Why should you give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name? No matter what you're going through, sing praise to God because you belong to Him. He says, give thanks at the remembrance of His name. Whenever you're going through trouble and you're thinking about God, Just give him thanks. Why? For, that's what he's saying, for his anger is but for a moment. Even if you've done something that upsets God, it's not going to last. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. The favor covers the, that little portion of anger. Amen? I mean, if it's for life, this anger is sandwiched somewhere there, right? His favor covers all of that. So when you think about God, He says, sing praise, give thanks. And He tells you why. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. 
Weeping will endure for, you know, when you are having a lot of trouble, you can cry before God. God will only allow you to weep for one night. Amen? I believe that. When it's really bad, you cry out to God, and you're really crying out to God, and know what the Holy Spirit does. Immediately he comes and he comforts you. The problem is not gone, but he tells you, don't worry, son. Don't worry, daughter. I heard you. There's nothing that's impossible with God. There's no, nothing that can stop him. We are the ones that think about all of these things. It's like, well, uh, this is a headache. Well, let's pray, brother. We'll take care of the headache. Cancer. Oh. Uh, we want to find out more about it. We are more afraid. I see God thinks, well, that's headache. I can handle that. But cancer, I really need to think about this. That's not God. They, they are back the same thing to him. To us, it's a big deal. So no matter how big your problem is, it's just like a little headache for God. He takes care of both. Doesn't matter how long the problem is being. Weeping is only permitted to last for one night. Joy comes in the morning. We have to believe these scriptures. Yes, I can spend time crying before God for one night. And I've got to believe God that joy is on its way in the morning. You've got to believe God. All things are possible to him who believes. It's always really dark right before God shows up. It's like everything is going, going crazy. It's like with, with uh, David. You can see that with David's life. David was running all over the place, running from Saul, but never shed a tear as the one he shared with his, all of his men a few hours before he became king. That's how God works. It was the darkest. David, David was running from place to place, but he wasn't crying. He was trying to survive. But then one, what happened? Right at the close of 1 Samuel, where you start 2 Samuel, where he becomes king, at the very close of David had no idea. All his troubles were coming to an end. He had no idea. And Satan had another plan for him. God is children. God is wife. And the children and wives of all of his men. And the guys were so angry. They, were, they wept so much that some of them couldn't weep because they were so disturbed. They couldn't cry anymore. And his men were talking about stoning him right at the close of First Samuel. And the new chapter was right about the corner. Saul, who had been the only one that was preventing him from God's destiny for his life, was about dying about the same time he was going through the dark period. David wept so much. I thought with, God, with David, even if he had become king, he wouldn't have been a happy man. He wouldn't have been a happy man because he had lost his wife and all of his kids. But guess what, God? The Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord and he recovered all. He recovered all. You're thinking you're going to lose? No. God will help you to recover everything. Weeping is only permitted to last for one night. God will come through. 
I don't think any child of God should hang their heads down. These days, when it comes, I, I just keep to myself. He says, no need to talk about all these things. It's just between me and my God. I let him know my complaints. It's between me and him. Many things I don't understand. You're thinking one way, it goes the other way. I don't understand everything. <laughs> but I have to keep to him. All I want to hear, God, am I, am I okay? Am I doing what you want me to do? That's all I want to hear. And when he does that, he lets me know. Like I believe he let me know right this evening. You're okay. That I'm happy. I, I don't have control over the rest of this thing. I leave everything to him. But I'm not going to let go of my destiny. I'm not going to get discouraged. Amen? I'm not going to let go. I deal with the problem with one eye, the other eye is looking to my destiny. We're going to pass through this. Amen? And don't listen to people. Amen? Don't listen to people. I, I, that's the worst thing to do. Now listen to them when they're telling you you're doing something bad. Now listen. <laughs> don't say, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to keep doing something wrong. No. If they tell you something that is going to help you get to your destiny, listen. If they're telling you something contrary, you'll never get there. It goes in here. It's right out. You're not God. I've got to listen to his scriptures, the word. I only have one life. And God can walk through anybody. Not let go. The most difficult time for believers. The waiting period. Can anybody say the word? Waiting. How hard it is to wait. <laughs> so hard to wait. We want it all right now. It's the fast food mentality. Give it to me now or I'll go to the next restaurant. Some people actually pray to God, you better do it now because I'm gone. I need it right now. God, right now. It's usually the time of waiting that is so difficult. But you know, God knows us. He says in his word, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Because we get easily discouraged. With David, he said, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord and went on. And he recovered everything. So, when trouble comes, the first thing that Satan wants to present to you, discouragement. Fear, discouragement. Once you are discouraged, he's got you. You are the weakest in the times of your discouragement. And Satan knows that. You can't do anything anymore once you're discouraged. Satan cannot oppress you 
until he has caused you to be depressed. Once you allow yourself to get depressed, he's got you. You know what was wrong with Saul? Depression. An evil spirit comes upon him, he's depressed. And once there is depression, if it's come upon you, after that, everything else is going to be evil. So his first line of attack, fear, discouragement, depression. Once you get depressed, you know what that is? Hopelessness. That's what it is. You are only depressed because you feel hopeless. Where is God then? Where is God? You're depressed. You're hopeless. So that's why David went and encouraged himself in the Lord. Let me read that scripture, please. First Samuel 30, verse 6. And David was greatly distressed. Not, not a little distressed, but greatly distressed. Not only for his loss, but the people spoke of stoning him. These were his friends. All of a sudden things had turned around and his men had turned against him. And he was very distressed. They said because the soul of all the people was grieved. So he was carrying his own trouble and their troubles along with his. And they were talking about killing him. He was in a very bad situation. Now, we, like, we read the chapter and it's all over. But David didn't see it. He was living it. He didn't know what was going to happen the next day. But God has put all these things in the scriptures to, give us, to let us know this is the way of the Lord. This is the way God does his thing. Don't get discouraged. David didn't have any testament to read. We have been given the privilege to read these things so that we can encourage ourselves based on the word. But then he went before God, according to the scriptures. The people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. What did he do? He separated himself and went and spoke to God and called the prophet. The man said, please come. Let's, let's talk to God. Let me hear. And God said, go ahead. David wanted to know, will I recover everything? God said, yes, you'll recover everything. No matter what Satan is taking from you, he's got to give it back. Amen? He's got to give it back. When you strengthen yourself in the Lord, you'll recover all. But if you stay depressed and distressed, you'll get nothing. Everything is gone. Because you have no strength. Those men that were so distressed, remember they couldn't go to fight? They stayed behind. When he's covered your life with depression, you have no way to fight. So the first thing to do is fight against that depression. Amen? What to do while you wait? Find a way to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen? That's the number one thing. Find a way to encourage yourself in the Lord. That's a key principle. A key principle. 
God gives us principles and then he shows us how to work the principles for our benefit. And if you work the principle, it will always work for you. You will be successful. You know, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, very familiar scriptures, but I want to use these scriptures to show you a principle and how to work the principle. You see, God gives a principle, just like you have the Ten Commandments, and then you have the prophets explaining the Ten Commandments. The principles were there, and then the prophets, now in our time, you got the gospel, and then you have the epistles to explain what the gospels are really saying, the Christian living principles. God works that way. He gives you a principle and then he shows you how to work the principles for your success. He says in Joshua 1 verse, beginning from verse 7, only be strong. Well, if God's telling you to be strong, that means it's your business, your responsibility to be strong. Is it God's responsibility to make you strong? Well, if it's God's responsibility, why is he telling you to be strong? He says, only be strong, that's the principle, and be very courageous. In other words, don't allow discouragement. Even if it seems like I'm not going to be able to do this, still press on. Notice what what it says, be strong and what? Courageous? No, very, don't give up. Keep going. Even if there are signs of discouragement, uh-uh, I'm still going. Be very courageous. Don't be afraid of anything. Step out. That you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from me to the right hand or to the left, and that you may prosper wherever you go. So you're going, you're going to prosper. But the way to get there, the principle is be very courageous and you have to be strong. How do you do this? How do you encourage yourself? God told him, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So when things are going in a certain way in your life, Get the book of the law. That's where you're going to get your courage from. That's where you're going to get your strength from. The principle is to be strong and be very courageous. You can't do it without the law. You can't do it without God. Jesus said, without me, he is the word. Without me, you can do what? You can do nothing. You can't be strong on your own. Let the weak say, I am strong. You go back to the word. So you go to the word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may be able to observe. Notice God says you should be strong so you can observe. How do you observe? Through the book of the law. Find the book and begin to stay with the book. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith is your shield. Amen? Amen. Taking the shield of faith. Amen? Amen? That's what you need. Once you stay in the word, no matter what, even, don't even repeat what's going on. Start speaking 
that's to meditate. Mother what God says. I'd like to share in our church here, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So you keep saying, he's made a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Don't forget all of his benefits. I got these benefits. You want me to tell you my benefits, brother? So I repeat my benefits to you. Oh, let me show you my benefits. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You can do that on your own. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The more you speak those things, the stronger you get. Amen? The stronger you get and the more courageous. The discouragement leaves. And you know what, what happens? The Holy Spirit whispers to you, Son or daughter, I'm pleased with you. Don't worry. God will take care of it. And you're thinking, Oh, it's going to be tomorrow. No. <laughs> it may not be just tomorrow. Stay. But he has a way of holding you in place until that thing is fulfilled. Now, tonight I'm sharing with you. It's like I'm just talking. No, I'm giving you the word of God that works. Many times we are just listening and we are not believing that these things can work. Then you, there's no need to go to church. You got to trust God. I'm not giving you my own ideas. I'm giving you what God says. Disappointing times will come. But don't look to it. Look to God. All things work together for good. But if there is a question in your mind, I don't know about that. That's unbelief. That's unbelief. And you should fight that thing till it's gone from you. Because that thing will prevent God from working. You got to believe God's word. No matter how terrible the situation is right now. I've got to. That's, that's my prayer. God, I want you to confirm your words that I speak with signs following. Amen? Because that's when I know God is with us. So I need you to believe God for a change in your situation tonight. Pastor Andy alluded to it earlier. But you need to believe God for your situation. And refuse to be afraid. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of, of, and, say, my mind is sound. If your mind is sound, you will not be depressed. <laughs> and if you keep telling your mind that your mind is sound, you are speaking the word of God, the same word that created the universe, right? It's the same word. The cells will come alive. Amen? And you will be well. Stand up with me tonight. I've got to know that there is a God. Amen? And all of us go through this. When I pray in tongues, I know God's right there with me. Because I'm not just speaking. This is the Holy Spirit. This is God Almighty. They may not believe it, but I know what I've got. It's the Holy Spirit. This is God at work in my life. That tells me there is a God. And no matter what, God will take care of me. Say it with me tonight. God will take care of me. God will take care of me. No matter what, God is taking care of me. Yes. And it's true. That's the truth. 
All we have to do is acknowledge Jesus. He is risen from the dead. He lives with you. He lives in your address where you live. He knows your children. There is no need to be worried because God is with you. He's going to take care of you in due time. In due time. When you need it the most, he won't fail you. 1 Kings 8, 56. Not a single word, they, they testify. Not a single word is failed of all his promises that he gave. Not one single word. He says, bless God, because not a word will fail. God will not fail you. He is not going to deny himself. The Bible says, even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He remains faithful. And he is faithful to you tonight. Amen. Now, take that thing, whatever it is, that's troubling your life. Tell it tonight. And whisper to it, so the one who is next to you won't know what you're going through. (laughs) Whisper to it. And say to it, by faith, you're going to change. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, please whisper to it. Tell that thing. Have it in your mind. Tell it. You are going to change. I'm telling you, God's going to change that situation for me. God, if there is a God, and I know there is a God, and Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and I know he's right there, you will change. Things are going to change. Father God, I want to thank you for your people tonight. Lord, I know that the Lord our God in the midst of us is mighty. And God, you are certainly in our midst. And we're so glad that our God is with us. And according to your word, if God be for us, who can be against us? God, you are for us. And we believe all is well. All is well. All of our needs are going to be met. Our spiritual needs are going to be met. Our material needs are going to be met. Our needs for solid relationships are going to be met. Everything that's evil, we command to flee from us in the name of Jesus. Because your word says goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And God, you cannot lie. Because you are not a man that should lie. If you've said, you'll do it. If you've spoken, you will make it good. And Holy Spirit, we thank you. Because you are taking the word of God tonight. And you are making it a reality to us in our natural world. And we want to thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Be happy. Because God's with you.